This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Shouldn't you be at work? Clean sheet, I call it, is uh, one of the most important things in, in football. Nice to see home fans booing you. Emil Heskey, could it be five? Yes, it is! Paul Bowden to take it. Oh, and he's hit the crossbar! Gerard, it's Carroll! What a goal by the England striker! That's why he was brought in and he's done the job. Saved! John Pickford! England on the break! Now, you know him better than anybody probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh it No! Hello and welcome back to another World Cup Quickly Kevin special. This is our second of the week. I'm Chris Gold. Joining me as always, Josh Whittacombe. Hello. And today he feels uh, like a podcast producer. It's Michael Marden. Hello. Hello. Did you, get that Did you get that reference? Just checking. Yes. Yeah, of course. What? <laughs> what? To one of the most famous things that's happened in the last three days. Just checking the accent wasn't misleading or anything. No, um, are we, I mean it feels like we don't need to talk about that, but we should discuss the fact that. What was your favourite bit? Uh, my favourite thing is the faux sincerity, the the fake pauses that he puts in. Do you know what I mean? Like he's like when he sits down, he's like ah, he really and there's a big gap between every time he says I feel like uh, like the the faux sincerity is the thing that really is my favourite. My favourite bit is uh, freckles and ginger. <laughs> I know what it's like to be a migrant worker because I had freckles. Wait, it's kind of, which brings me on to something I wanted to talk about. And again, this is perfect, Whitney Kevin Punditry. What's going on with his eyebrows? They look like they're painted on. And he claims to yes. be a redhead, but they're the darkest eyebrows I've ever seen. 
What's when going he on? There? Yeah, yeah. I did think I was surprised when he claimed to be a redhead. It's like he's gone. Well, I'm bald, so I can claim anything because no one will. No one's going to call me on this because there's no evidence. <laughs> he looks like. Um, I'm sure this has been said before, but the bad. What's the baddie in Thunderbirds called? You know how we discussed how we didn't remember Gareth Southgate getting the job? I don't really remember Gianni Infantino getting the job at FIFA. Do you? Well, well, I do. And it's funny, Michael, you made a fantastic point the other day. Like, when he came in, you were like, oh, God, thank... We've got rid of Blatter. This is going to be great. But, Michael, your point, which is brilliant, and I'll let you deliver it. What was was my point? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you said it's unbelievable that they've found someone worse than Blatter. More tone deaf. Just worse, it seems. Yeah, the thing about Blatter is he had a cheek to him, didn't he? He had more charisma. An element of, like, um, a Boris Johnson or Berlusconi. Do you know what I mean? There was... there was a kind of if, a knowing wink that, yeah, of course I'm dodgy kind of feeling. <laughs> Whereas this guy, he feels like he's, I don't know, there's there's less humanity to him. Yeah, he's not personable at all. No. And that's, a, that's one thing that came across. Actually, I don't know if you've watched the FIFA Uncovered documentary on Netflix, but that no, does I'm, come across with really bothered. It's, it's, I mean, it's good, but also massively depressing. But Blatter does come across, like you say, as somewhat like you can. The job, really, to be elected FIFA president, you've got to be everyone's mate, and you can see in that. Oh, this he, obviously he's you know bribing people. That's what's alleged in the documentary. But you can see how he's pally and personable, and I can see why someone would want to be friends with him. And not, I don't feel like that about Infantino. I definitely go on a night out with Blatter before I go on a night out with Infantino. <laughs> Where are we going tonight, Infantino? Back to your underground volcano layer. <laughs> he'd also, uh, he'd withdraw the option of alcohol two hours before the night out. <laughs> anyway, enough missing Seth Blatter, uh, who got us into this mess in the first place. How have we been enjoying the first bit of the World Cup? I'm absolutely loving it. I'm really got into it. I'm watching so much World Cup at the moment. I'm not getting anything done. Are we? Are we? Am I right in saying that people are saying that this is a great World Cup so far? There's been a string of shit matches. Mexico Poland wasn't great, was it? All all the matches that you think aren't going to be good haven't been good. These the matches are working purely on a how much excitement you put into it is what you get out of it. The midday Morocco Croatia Mexico Poland a Denmark versus. Um, Whoever Denmark plays. Tunisia. Tunisia. All the ones that you're not fussed about have so far absolutely delivered on being shit games. <laughs> but I would have thought you two would love that, given you your penchant for Italian 90s, packed full of nil-nils. I thought that would make you right at home. Well, like the golf festivals it's, USA 94. It's not all about goals, is it, Chris? But <laughs> it, it is about passion and excitement Certainly and Certainly not when lines. it comes to analysing Roberto Baggio's football career. Right. What, what do we want to talk about? We've written down right. some things okay. that we feel are the, the big talking points of Quitley Kevin Towers so far in this World Cup, ahead of uh, our second England game on Friday. Let's rattle them off. So the, th- the things we've been talking about is uh, quite a lot of regens in this World Cup. You may have seen some yes. of them. The first one to talk about, Timothy Weyer, son of George. There's Which Marcus... we didn't know until Michael yeah, pointed out. I didn't out. know. I didn't know that was happening. He was born in Brooklyn. And he describes his decision to play for America as a, a choice that wasn't hard at all. But his dad is the president of Liberia. Yeah, and here's what I thought about this. Erling Haaland was born in Leeds. Yeah. Why didn't he walk in Timothy Weyer's shoes? <laughs> you know... <laughs> Okay. Why has he gone back to Norway? Well, that, that, that raises a very good question, right? Erling Haaland is English. Yeah. Pick your England team. 
What is your formation if Erling Haaland is naturalised as a British striker, as an English striker? Which he should be by law. Which he should be by law. Not quite how it works, but yes, okay, thank you, (laughs) Nigel Farage. Um, Talk me through your your England team now. Now you've got the option of Erling Haaland. Are you dropping Harry Kane to the bench? Are you trying to play Kane and Haaland up front together? I think this is more of a Michael question, isn't it? Michael. I, I think you have to play both of them. I think yeah. you're going you're going back to the old nineties four four two. Classic four four two, the old big man, big man front two. The classic <laughs> big man, big man. I don't think there's a team in world football that would be used to two kind of battering rams, two complete strikers like that. I think it would cause absolute chaos if you got it right. No team could deal with Gerard and Lampard was your view as well though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> So do you think do you think we'd be doing four four two? I think I think Southgate's going to still he sticks with four three three. He puts Harland in the middle, and I think he's playing Kane off him. Kane and maybe um, who does he like playing with him? Like Sterling, doesn't it? And so he'd be Saka. playing Kane out wide. He'd probably pick Saka. He'd put Saka and Kane out wide. The Kane's link up play is unbelievable. This is proper pun. This is dangerously close. To I don't think punditry. it is because it's but, based on the fact but, Erling Haaland's English. So I, I think we've left. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, but like Harlan's crossing like that Sterling goal, he's great. He's great in those wide positions. Yeah, he's, a, he's a very much a complete kind of player like that. Oh my god! Yeah, and Harlan just go. scores goals all day, and he's born in Leeds, and he claims to be a Leeds fan. Come on, how do you feel about um, the young players coming through now? Does it make you feel old? I I couldn't believe it when Turam came off the bench, and the first thing you have to do is obviously straight on Wikipedia to check, and of course it is. Of course it's his son. Why did I even bother checking? (laughs) Are you surprised when they play a different position? I find that quite weird. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, definitely. You would think the sort of formative years, the influences, your parent in the garden, they would be teaching them their tricks and their skills. But maybe, you've said this before, and I think chatting to a lot of footballers on the show, when you're really good at a young age, you can pretty much play anywhere. And a lot of players do start in different positions and then end up moving somewhere else in their sort yeah. of teens. So maybe it just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe Marcus Turam, because obviously he's a forward, but in those garden games, he's coming up against Lillian all the time. Oh. He's got to be really good to get past him. <laughs> Otherwise, those garden games are a complete waste of time. So he's up against one of the world's best defenders. Surely Lillian's not playing at level, is he? <laughs> Well, the thing is about those profess- these professional footballers is they give 100% all the they time. Do, they're, don't in- they? they're instinctively competitive. So so Lillian had to, uh, Marcus had to really step things up. I loved Lillian Turam. He was one of my favourites. He might be one of my favourite 90s players. Played for Palmer. He was the French Dennis Irvin for me. Yeah, I mean, that is, I'd say, I'd, I'd say you've got to talk Lillian Turam up more than that. That's not on, Michael. You, you can't be comparing. You've got to at least go the other way. You've got to at least describe Erwin as the, the Irish Lillian Turam. I said what I said. <laughs> is, is the problem with Dennis Irwin that if he was a foreign player, I'd think he's brilliant. But there's something about the fact he was just a kind of... I know he's yeah. Irish, but like, there's something unexotic about Dennis Irwin. I know what you mean. I think it's. I think his look harms him. Yeah, you know his I mean? haircut like, didn't help. <laughs> He looks like a farmer. It's like putting a farmer on the pitch with unbelievable ability. You're just going to be thinking to yourself, this guy's a farmer. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't even have unbelievable ability. (laughs) 
it kept getting turned inside out, as, as we know. As we know. <laughs> um, you know, just going back to the point about like uh, ch- the children of '90s footballers making us feel old. What's What's weird to consider is that Casper Schmeichel is 36 and at the end of his career. So yes. the second Schmeichel, the second Schmeichel is almost done. Yes, isn't that mad? That is. This odd. is probably the last hurrah of the second Schmeichel. So was Peter Schmeichel just a young shagger? How does it work? Or was Lillian Turam? Was Lillian Turam a bit younger than Peter Schmeichel? I suppose. You know, Casper Schmeichel born in '86. Timothy Weyer, born in 2000. Yeah, so if you want... George is an older shagger. Right, yeah. This is this is great punditry. Peter Schmeichel's 23 when he had Casper Schmeichel. Did you know Peter Schmeichel's middle name is Bolslaw? Like Coleslaw, but with a B. <laughs> another reason. Another reason to tarnish his legacy. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So the other thing we wanted to, I wanted to talk about as well is I don't know if you've seen this clip of Sooness and Keane fighting on ITV I watched yesterday. I watched it live. I think it's slightly weird to transport more than one person from the Sky panel on. It and they've got Laura Woods. It felt like Sky have just not got. Uh, sorry, ITV have just wholesale brought in. Like, do you know what I mean? It feels a bit weird, that. What I kind of thought about it was, like, Keenan Sunis. Should we actually play a clip? Let's play a little clip so you can get a little sense of it. The humour is that if you're not... I don't think that's a sentence. I'm going to give my opinion. That's not a penalty. I'm going to give my opinion. I'm going to give my opinion. I'm going to get the penalty. I'll let someone else speak. Okay. You'll know a lot more if you're listening on the top of the time. No problem. So the ball comes in. He's not looking at the ball. Yes, okay. Roy King, he kind of keep King keeps saying, "Oh, I'm paid for my opinion." And Sinister's going, "It's not about opinion." He's not looking at the ball, and they're like, "But why are they suddenly rowing now?" Do you know what I mean? Surely they've been done punditry together for like for ages. Has something happened during the hotel or something like that? It's such a weird moment. Are they? Have they already fallen out? 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know with Keen how much he's just doing it for effect. Do you know? I wouldn't say that to his face, but like, <laughs> like he's obviously he's new to ITV. They've got to set out their stall as, who, as to who they are. They're slightly annoyed that they're doing what whatever game it is because they're on the second game, aren't they? They've been given yeah. the, the second game yesterday. That that must be that must be slightly grating. Joe Cole, poor bloke. Just really, it's, it's fascinating to watch the clip and just watch what Joe Cole does. He just kind of like it's like being on holiday with your parents when they're rowing. He's yeah. just kind of like looking down at the ground, wanting this to be over. How, how have you been with the punditry so far? I'd say um, Didier Drogba and Vincent Company didn't offer as much as Gary Lineker was hoping last night. Gary Lineker was doing weird, a lot it? of legwork. I suddenly thought to myself, probably twenty minutes in, I hadn't heard them speak. Yeah, they, they were complete passengers. I was quite surprised at Vincent Company because he's meant to be very intelligent and Burnley at top of the championship. I thought he'd probably, yeah. I, they've probably thought he's going to bring a lot. Also, here's a question: <laughs> How would you feel if your manager had gone out for a month to do punditry at the World Cup? I don't. It's, a, it's an interesting one. I think if you're Burn, if you're a Burnley fan and you've got Vincent Company as your manager and he's flying high, I think. You're almost glad that he's doing stuff like that because doesn't it raise the profile of him and therefore the club as well? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think I would probably quite enjoy I, it. I don't know how much... I wasn't watching last night thinking, I should go and watch Burnley. <laughs> you, if you're a Burnley fan, I don't think you're tuning into the World Cup coverage to, to find that Sean Dyche has got the call up for the BBC to offer his thoughts. Do you know what I mean? No, but I think if you're a Burnley fan, I think, speaking as a fan of a lower league club... If you're doing well, you want as little drawn attention to your manager as possible. Because Burnley's utter fear is that Vincent Company will make a name for himself with his ex- exceptional <laughs> punditry. And that will mean he's taken on by Leicester or something like that, I suppose. <laughs> Do you think... Um, let's go on to the Ronaldo thing. Do you yeah. think Vincent Company was right in saying he wouldn't sign Ronaldo at Burnley. Well, I think I was thinking about this last night. Would you take him at West Ham? I mean, it's scary because I do think it could happen, but I don't think I do want him at West Ham. <laughs> but I, weirdly, I thought he could probably do a job in the Championship because the, the pace isn't as quick, is it? And obviously, he's not now at thirty-seven years old. He's not in the Imagine that if he heard you say he could probably do a job <laughs> in the Championship. <laughs> but I think he'd be a good Championship signing. But company, of course, made the joke that he wouldn't sign him because he wouldn't do any running. But it's interesting to see, like, but that's not the- even a joke. I think that's. Yeah. The, I think that's the fact of the matter. Yeah. That actually, so I'm going to say it now. I wouldn't take him at Plymouth Argyle. I'd be disappointed if we signed Cristiano Ronaldo. That's astonishing, for the reason that we are doing really well with a team, and it would be incredibly unsettling to the team. <laughs> Two words, wage structure. That would be out. That would be in the bloody bin. Like, suddenly you've got a player that won't run. Also, he's not of the age where he can dominate a game. He's just getting on the end of things. And, you know, how many things is he going to get on the end of in League One? Am I being stupid here, yeah. Michael? I mean, it's a fascinating question because I think you'd imagine he'd score 30 goals in League One. But actually, he's never played with players at that level and that style of play so maybe maybe he wouldn't maybe it would be a square peg into a round hole I'm surprised you wouldn't take it just as an experiment just to see if we were mid-table I'd take it but we're we're top 
we don't this is the worst time <laughs> to go fuck it let's just try something to see how it works like you're like just hold your nerve hold your nerve we're already at the point where I'm going god we need to you know he and could be so, your aspirin your aspirin yeah, exactly. and just really derail things exactly that's my worry or is he st- would he be able to dominate League One? Has he got the ability to run a game like that physically anymore? I mean, surely he has. One, one th- the kind of thing that's forgotten about, he was, he was Man United's top scorer last season, wasn't he, Michael? Like, he banged him in all over the place. And it's, I think the, the only reason he hasn't hit those heights this season is they haven't let him play. So surely he's still capable. Yeah, no, I'm not saying he's not capable, but he's a, he's a finisher now. And if you're going to bring in someone like that, you really need someone who's going to dominate the game and change the the type of game it is do you know what I mean he's just going to stand there and not get much service but I think he's so good in the air surely you do an Andy Carroll style just pump the pump it up to the big man pump it up to the the guys on 500 grand a week at Argyle this it's just a disaster suddenly we're changing our whole style of play (laughs) to plop it on Cristiano Ronaldo's head is he that good in the air against against the kind of six foot four League One centre back? Do you know what I mean? He's good in the air in the Premier League, but you know, there's a lot of ball in the air at that level. I was going to say the interesting thing about the Ronaldo thing that struck me is that you would never be able to pull this release on a free. You wouldn't be able to pull that off on Championship Manager. The board would have absolutely none of it. Five hundred grand a week, like the 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 outlay on getting rid of him. But that's how, yeah, how, how much of a toxic presence he must be. So Ronaldo currently is unemployed. Incredible. It's, it's a fascinating situation. And I can't imagine it's brilliant in the Portuguese camp. If Harry Kane did that interview and then left Spurs like that, our press would be going fucking mental about yeah. that in yeah, mid-World totally. Cup. It's funny as well. Like, there's always one team at a World Cup that absolutely implode. Do you remember the French a few yeah, years ago? I love and, an imploding team at a World Cup. And could it be Portugal? That would be great if he's responsible oh, for the implosion so of Portugal. I love it. Or Argentina. I'd take an Argentina implosion. Yeah, it could be. Could be. I'd take anyone except England. That's one. That's that's one thing that that's one thing that everybody kind of everyone goes. Oh, how for, how do you think England are going to do? Who's your pick for the? Who's going to win? Who's going to surprise people? No one ever goes. Which team are going to absolutely implode at this World Cup under the pressure? Yeah, that's what that's what as a fan I think you want to know, and it would be brilliant if it was Portugal. Here's a question for our listeners. Um, you don't need to reply, but I, I think the answer from everyone is no. When anyone asks you in the World Cup, who's your dark horse? Are you basing that on any real knowledge? (laughs) Or are you basing it on reading what Jonathan Wilson's dark horse is going to be in The Guardian in an article you looked over three days before? I've never gone, actually, I've I've got it on good authority that uh, Morocco are going to be great this year. I've got I've got no knowledge beyond the big eight teams, really. Yeah, nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, but it's funny. I've been I've been like looking up the Saudi Arabian team. Like I went through the Wikipedia pages of those players, and it's like they many of them don't play. They they all play in this kind Chris. Of- this Chris is why you're not a proper football journalist. <laughs> I've been going through the Wikipedia page of the Saudi Arabian football team the day after they beat Argentina. 
I'm afraid that's all you get of this little preview. If you want the episode in full, head over to anotherslice.com forward slash quickly Kevin to subscribe to the Quickly Kevin fan club. We'll be doing three episodes a week in full ad free on the Quickly Kevin fan club, plus over 5,000 minutes now of extra bonus content, including an upcoming special with Big Sam. To subscribe, head over to anotherslice.com forward slash quickly Kevin. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.